Welcome into On the Prowl. I am your host, Matt Alkiza, and I am joined, as always, by Ian Black. Ian, how are you? I am doing great, man. It is football eve. How are you doing? I am doing great. It is game week. We're recording this, I don't know, what, like 45 minutes before Bills Rams kicks off. Uh, it's good, man. Been a long offseason, but I'm ready to go. Heck yeah, man. I'm, it, it feels so wonderful for it to be back. I've been just twiddling my thumbs up until last weekend when I got to watch Georgia absolutely stomp Oregon, um, and that was wonderful. And that sort of made it feel like it's back, but now that the big guys are back, I uh, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I love the I love the first weekend of college football just because I'm completely locked in on college football, and they get me for about those what first four days of the season, and now I'm completely locked in on the NFL. I'll obviously watch college every Saturday, but it doesn't compare in my eyes. I get that they're they're special in their own way, but I I think I'll always lean towards the NFL and my Panthers over anything else. But as long as Georgia's winning national championships, uh, college football will probably pull me a little a little further that way. Yeah, uh, that's fair. When you when you root for a team like Georgia, it's hard not to care about college football. So I, I definitely get that. Yeah, yeah, and I, thankfully I'm able to tame myself a little bit. I'm not like an in-state fan. Like I don't live around a bunch of other Georgia fans, so no one wants mm. to talk to me about it. Um, if I lived in the state of Georgia, I would probably be as insufferable as most people find most Georgia fans. You you would be the guy barking at people in the aisles at the Ingles or something like that? Wolf, am I right? You know, <laughs> what I'd be doing. <laughs> Alrighty, well, this Saturday... Or this Sunday, oh, not not college football. This Sunday, first Panthers game. We got the Baker Mayfield revenge game against the his former team, the Cleveland Browns. It's one o'clock in Charlotte this Sunday. Matt, what are your initial thoughts on the game? Initial thoughts, they go a number of ways. The my initial thought is that Cleveland is a very good football team as a whole, right? Cleveland. If you take out their current quarterback situation with Jacoby Brissett, like that is a Super Bowl caliber roster. I mean, they have guys at every level on defense. They have a great offensive line, uh, depending on health. They have a handful of playmakers in Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, uh, Amari Cooper. Like that, they are just a good football team. But if you watch Jacoby Brissett play football last year, like I did a handful of times you would know that the Browns are less scary than they should be. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I tend to agree. They they have some really good players. Miles Garrett is a guy who for the next three to five years, we're all, we're going to look at every year as a potential defensive player of the year kind of guy for the Browns. Denzel Ward has come on wonderful in the secondary there. Uh, I do think they're a bit top heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. Their wide receiver room after Amari Cooper is basically nothing. Um, their defense if any one of those big guys goes down with a, an injury, uh, they could be in for some trouble generating some pass rush without Miles Garrett or even opposite him or uh, with some secondary injuries like they've had in the past. That feels like every conversation we've had about the Panthers <laughs> the past couple of weeks. Yeah, no, honestly, similar. Very similar. Miles Garrett is honestly just a supercharged version of Brian Burns as of today speaking. Um, who knows by season end. Uh, they have a little bit more consistency in the back half of their defense, but shaped pretty similar. Um, the I will say the Panthers do have an advantage uh, in the receiver room, which 
is not something I would say about most teams. Um, so strange to say for a game they're not favored in, but um, or I don't believe they're favored. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I'm very interested to see uh, one how Jacoby Brissett looks, what they're going to do. What we see this week is probably a good indicator of what we're going to see for the next 11 weeks that follow, 10 more games after it. Um, are they just going to feed Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt the ball 25 times a game each and keep make sure Jacoby Brissett doesn't have to throw it? Are they going to be able to generate that defense enough to play these slower-paced, uh, smash-mouth kind of games that they're going to need to play to be in the playoff hunt uh, come – uh, post by week 13 when Deshaun Watson comes back. Um, it's a it's a really strong barometer game for the Browns, and the Panthers uh, aren't the best litmus test for them, but I feel like the Browns might be a decent litmus test for the Panthers, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of can we beat Jacoby Brissett? Uh, that might say a lot after week one. It, can a team with Jacoby Brissett be taken down? Um, I don't know. Where, where are you at, and how did, how did the Panthers – uh, matching up against the Browns week one. How does that make you feel? You know, I'm, I'm looking at two specific things in this matchup. It is Miles Garrett versus Iki Iquanu. I think everybody in Carolina is anxious to see Iki, to, you know, take the field for the first time in a meaningful game. Uh, he had some flashes in the preseason where he looked really good, and he had a couple of moments in the preseason where he didn't look so good. So why getting thrown into the fire against the preseason like Vegas odds sack leader um, in Miles Garrett is about as good of a test as you can get. And when he's not facing Miles Garrett, he'll probably be facing Jadavion Clowney, who will be rotating from the other side. So a huge test for this newly formed offensive line. And on the other side of the ball, I think it's going to be just a steady dose of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Panthers gave up over 100 rushing yards uh, to a team 10 times last year. So I'm wondering, you know, can the Panthers offense, can the Panthers defense slow down the Browns running game? That's a, and it's a pretty vaunted running game. Nick Chubb has the sixth best odds in the league to lead the sixth best odds to lead the league in rushing, which, you know, says something about one, his talent. Multiple people think that he is one of the most talented running backs in the league. Um, yeah. And then, and then go to, yeah, go dogs, right? Uh, and then number two, just the situation. I don't think Kevin Stefanski is going to open things up with Jacoby Brissett. It's going to be a rainy day, rainy weekend in Charlotte. So I think there's going to be a lot of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt early and often. I think just hearing you talk about the weather for the first time this season, I think we need like one of those like air horn, like, whoa, 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 weather report kind of thing. <laughs> I think that's something we need to institute into the – Thing. But yeah, no, I, I feel like that's pretty accurate. Uh, Stefanski probably going to play a pretty safe week one. Honestly, we'll see, he's probably going to play it as safe as long as he can, uh, if I had to guess. Uh, but yeah, I am very, very interested to see. Icky looked really wonderful, specifically in the preseason and in college in the run game. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, it's going to be very interesting to see. more. I expect him to get beat this week, but I want to see his composure and his rebound. Uh, I want to see if Icky can maintain his composure by like the fourth quarter still playing against Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney um, after he might give up a sack or two. That's really what I'm looking for from him. Yeah. It's going to say, it's going to show a lot about where he is mentally, right? Like he's going to get beaten a couple of times. 
does he take that and like learn from it and get better in the next rep? Or is it going to be like, you know, it's the third quarter, he's given up a sack, a couple pressures, and we see him walking with his head down to the huddle. I feel like it's going to say a lot about his mental game playing against Miles Garrett in his first ever NFL start. Yeah. Uh, let's move over to the Panthers offense. We haven't talked too much about them yet. Um, week one with Baker Mayfield as a starter. What, what are your expectations for Baker Mayfield against the Browns this week? Um, low. I'm not, I'm not going into this with incredibly high expectations for Baker just because I, we haven't seen it yet, right? We haven't seen the Ben McAdoo offense in Carolina. We haven't seen this iteration of the offensive line. We haven't seen Baker in, you know, true live action throwing the ball to these playmakers. So I'm, I'm going to temper expectations. Uh, we'll get into prop bets here in a little bit, but Vegas has Baker's over under at 219 and a half passing yards. So respectable, nothing crazy. Uh, his over-under is also at one and a half touchdowns. Um, if Baker leaves the game with 225 yards, two touchdowns, and no turnovers, I think that's a win for the Panthers. I think he's not going to put up incredible flashy stats this week, even though would love to see him do that in this revenge game. If you go back to his revenge game when he was at Oklahoma playing against Texas Tech, when him and Mahomes had that duel, it was, what, like 700 yards and seven touchdowns or something like that? absurd, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be... that this week. (laughs) Yeah, not going to see that this week. Not expecting that this week. But I I think Baker just needs to have, like I said, modest 225, 230 passing yards, a couple passing touchdowns, and for the love of God, don't turn the ball over. Yeah, no, Baker, uh, in his first four years in Cleveland, he's one of nine quarterbacks ever with 3,000 passing yards in each of those first four seasons of a player's career. Uh, But he also led the NFL in turnovers over that same time frame. Um, So uh, I'm expecting some good and some bad this weekend, especially if Icky or the rest of the offensive line. Still not a lot of continuity with some of the new pieces. Um, So it's a tough challenge week one for a team that maybe hasn't had a unit that hasn't had the chance to gel yet. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see a turnover or two. I think I'm really interested to see what the wide receiver rotations look like. And I want to see who Baker's favoriting outside of DJ Moore. Is DJ Moore going to get 250 targets this year? Uh, Or is the ball going to get spread around some more? Uh, Is LaVishka Chenault going to see the field much? Uh, He's listed as right there. I think he's fifth on the depth chart right now. Um, But who knows week one what's going to happen. How integrated is he into the offense already? Um, what's CMC's workload going to look like? That's a big one on my mind. I know he showed up on the injury board today and Panthers fans <laughs> about had a meltdown <laughs> for there, there for a little bit before we found out he just uh, cut his shin with a cleat. Um, but I know there for a while people were already, the memes were already up. Like, season hasn't even started. Christian McCaffrey did the IR, blah, blah, blah. Scrolling through Twitter when that happened, it was like – Queen Elizabeth passed away, Christian McCaffrey's knee. Queen Elizabeth passed away, Christian McCaffrey's knee. It was like, those are the only two things on my Twitter timeline for about 20, 30 minutes there until everybody realized that Christian McCaffrey just scraped his knee and he rubbed some dirt on it and went back yeah. out on the field and it's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm very thankful for that. But yeah, I want to see, uh, is Christian McCaffrey going to be split out more? What is he going to take? 90% of the snaps like he was, is he going to drop down to maybe like more of a 60-70% range? Are we going to see Foreman or Hubbard um, getting in there some? I, I'm very interested to see just, uh, this is an exciting week because we get to find out who's seeing the field, how much and when. Um, so I'm, I'm, is there anyone in the 
position unit you're really looking for in their playing time or performance this first week? Uh, I mean, it's not like a super obvious one, and it's just like a niche one as a Panthers fan, but I'm interested in what the tight ends look like. We've talked a couple times on the show about how Baker had a propensity to throw to the tight end a lot in Cleveland. So if he comes here and does the same thing, has that same bent at looking at the tight end, I'm just wondering who is, who's going to be out there. Is it going to be Tommy Tremble? Is it going to be Ian Thomas? Is it going to be Giovanni Ricci? Um, you know, he'll probably line up at fullback a decent bit. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's wonder which yeah, of those guys uh, Baker's. It's, it's going to be interesting to see which guy is going to catch 36 balls for 247 yards this season. Um, yeah, it's it's unlikely that any of them have like a a decent piece of the pie chart in the Panthers' passing offense, but you never know. And the other guy I'm looking for is Shai Smith. Um, there's obviously he had a great preseason. He came out and really just dominated training camp. I mean, I feel like he was a story every single day of Shai Smith making a play. Shai Smith did this. Shai Smith did that. And he's worked his way up to the depth up the depth chart to where he's probably going to be the starting slot receiver. And, you know, DJ Moore moves around a lot. I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey getting split out wide. I'm wondering in like when live bullets are flying, how much is Shai Smith going to play? Yeah, no, I mean, it's very interesting. I think that's something the Panthers really need right now. They need a guy like Shai Smith, someone who they put some draft capital into, but maybe didn't have the highest of expectations. I think they need someone like that to really take the field and run early this season, uh, kind of breathe some life in if, a guy like Shai Smith, someone else besides DJ can build that connection with Baker early, and we can see something like that. That could really salvage some games and change some lines pretty early um, to have that second option that's not sitting in the backfield to be able to rely on. Um, that, that would be very big. I think we'll see him move around a little bit. Um, not a ton. I think we'll see him play five to ten snaps out of the slot, maybe on like a third and six third and medium when it's a pretty obvious passing situation we'll see him like split out wide but i don't i don't think it'll be too too much my my other unnecessary question is uh dj moore over under 1.5 rushing attempts what you got on under under i'm, I'm hammering the over. i have not found that. i just made up that line in my head but i'm hand, hammering the over i i expect at least two dj moore rushing attempts this week and one's going to the house. Heard it here first. Okay. Well, let me throw one back at you. Over under one and a half rushing attempts for LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I'm going to go over as well. I, I think okay. between DJ Moore and LaVisca Chenault, we'll see two each. That's what I'm looking so, for here. So you think Uncle Ben is going to be in his bag this week a little bit? I think he's going to get so cute and all dressed up for his game plan for week one, and then we won't see anything like that for the rest of the season. Uh, that, <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. It's week one. They've had so long to plan it that one of those plays probably accidentally ended up in his playbook at some point, you know? Mm. That's fair. Yeah, it's going to be like, what was it? Chris Manhurts caught a touchdown pass from Christian McCaffrey like two, yeah. two or three years ago, just like a play like that. I want to see one of those uh, the tight end end-arounds. You know, mm, like yeah. where we get like Tommy Tremble is going to rush back and take a handoff from Christian McCaffrey at the goal line and rush it in or something stupid like that. I The that, more stupid stuff we see this week, the more excited I'll be for this season. Honestly. That's fair. Um, let's move to the Panthers side of the defense. We talked about the Browns offense that they're playing against. Uh, deficient at the quarterback position. 
uh, absolutely stacked in the backfield. They have four like very good running backs relative to the depth chart position each of them holds. Uh, one really strong receiver and some young guys with some juice. Uh, David and Joku trying to revive some stuff. What are we looking for the, for the Panthers' defense this weekend? Yeah, it's like I said, stopping the run first and foremost is just the biggest biggest thing the Panthers have to do. Uh, everything that the Browns are going to do is going to stem from their run game. I, the Browns are going to play like 1970s football, I think, while Jacoby Brissett is playing quarterback. I think it's just, like I said, going to be a heavy dose of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb early and often. Um, and then play action. I, you know, play action is taking the league by storm and it is the the easiest way to create efficient looks in the passing game is play action. So I think Amari Cooper, it could potentially have a big game if the Panthers get down by right, the Browns start running the ball or down the Panthers throat early. That's going to open up some looks in the play action game. And I know you don't have to have a successful running game to have a good play action passing game, but I don't think it hurts by any means. So yeah, I'm looking for the Browns. What do you say? Yeah, I said, no, it definitely doesn't hurt at all, especially when you have, like, Nick Chubb, like, takes four guys to tackle him that you have to watch out for. Right. So, yeah, running the running the ball first, stopping the run, and then how are you stopping the play-action passing game? Uh, I really like Kevin Stefanski. I think he's a great offensive mind. He's who I wanted the Panthers to hire a couple of years ago. Um, alas, we have Matt Rule. Um, but, yeah, I think stopping the run – and seeing how the Browns attack multiple layers of the defense in the play-action game. Yeah, no, that's what I'm looking for, too. Uh, Snow came out in this, uh, I think it was today, and he, he was talking about how the ends are going to be looking a lot different this year on the defense, how we're going to see some Anderson this week, we're going to see some guys moved around, uh, really try and uh, keep things a little fresh. And I'm very interested to see how that ends up working out, because Yeeter is listed as the starting guy opposite Burns. Uh, but we're expecting to see some Anderson, and I want to um, I want to see what what comes from that because I do think stopping the rush is going to be the most important this thing this week. Uh, it's a, it's going to like going to be a snowball effect, like you said. The more Amari Cooper gets open, the worse it's going to get. I think I think the Panthers are going to be playing a lot of base defense this week. You know the the NFL is moving a lot more towards like nickel kind of being base, but I think the Panthers are going to be in a lot of four down lineman sets this week so i am also interested in what the defensive line rotation looks like outside of burns and eater i think hen what henry anderson has been here for he'll be what six days by the time the game kicks off so interested in seeing how much he plays interested in some of the backup defensive tackles that kind of flash in the preseason these guys are going to get a lot of work especially you know it's a week one home game it's always a million degrees i think the rain will probably cool it off a little bit but if it's raining it's going to be super humid, so they're going to need to rotate those guys a lot, especially if the Browns are going downhill on offense the entire afternoon. Yeah, no, that's definitely what we're looking for. Um, I, I do think this week, too, especially, we need to uh, see how that linebacking unit is going to gel. They're, they're going to have to make some tackles this week. The Browns have a pretty solid offensive line. Uh, they're going to eat up the defensive linemen pretty quickly mm-hmm. on a lot of those rushing attempts. How, how are we going to see those linebackers adjust? Are they going to be some of the rangy guys that we've brought in that we need this season? Or are we going to see more of the uh, the passiveness that we've seen a bit from the linebacking position in the post-Keekly and Thomas Davis era? Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking Frankie Louvu podium game. 
is what I'm, <laughs> what I'm thinking here. <laughs> Build the statue now is so it doesn't cost as much later. Yeah, um, exactly. Get it on the ground floor. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I am interested to see how Xavier Woods jumps in. Uh, he, he's a guy who brings some juice. Uh, he'll, he'll be fun opposite chin. I think they're, I'm interested to see how both of those kind of chess piece kind of guys get used to this week. Um, you probably don't want to reveal too much of your hand week one. So I don't think we're going to see anything too crazy from the defense. But I, I do want to see like how often we're getting those guys in those sub-linebacker linebacking packages. Um, how often we're going to get a Jeremy Chin off the edge, Frankie Luvu off the edge, Xavier Woods um, holding down the middle some. Uh, we're probably not going to see a lot of three, four wide receiver sets. We're not going to see as much uh, dime as we might other weeks. Uh, so there will be a good chance to use those guys to uh, play around a little bit more than some other weeks where we might play some pass-heavier offenses than the Browns. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it's like you're saying. I think their line linebacker is a good place to look at on defense because those guys are going to see a lot of work. And not in the passing game. Those like, we're going to see how the linebackers can defend the run this week a lot. I mean, it's like you're saying. And there will be other weeks when you know we play like the Tampa Bay's or the we play the Bengals this year. We're going to be in a lot of nickel, a lot of dime. Like I said a minute ago, we're going to be in a lot of base this week. So the linebacking depth is going to be tested early. As alongside the defensive line depth. Well, you want to move into some lines and props for the week? Yeah, let's do it. I've got a bunch of props here, so I'm just going to throw them at you over unders. It's going to be for both teams, so I'm going to, you need to flex a little Browns knowledge as well. Um, so we talked about this one earlier Baker Mayfield passing yards over under 219 and a half. Uh, I will say over because I expect the Panthers to get down early. Okay. Uh, other side of the ball, maybe this will be a reason why I think the Panthers are getting down early. Jacoby Brissett over under two hundred and five and a half passing yards. I'm gonna go with under because I expect it to be the rushing. Uh, okay. The Browns might not have to try too hard. Is what is what I'm kind of getting at here. Okay, so Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, if you combine their over under in rushing yards, their line is set at 104, 104 yards over under for the Browns between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Oh, I am smashing that over. I'm, I'm, I'm wow. going to bet on that. We're done. Yeah. Is that, is, is that more an indictment on the Panthers rushing defense or you just think the Browns have a good rushing offense? I think the Browns have a wonderful rushing offense. It's yeah, easily yeah. one of the most talented in the league. Um, but I also think they are going to go out of their way to be prepared to establish said run. Uh, this game, they're going to ram it down the Panthers' throat and make them stop the run. And it would probably take a good few drives in a row for them to take the break off of the rushing on probably first, second, and anything shorter than third and four kind of play. That's mm. really what I'm expecting from – I'm expecting a – super slow slog fest kind of pace from the Browns. And it's going to be up to the Panthers to change that pace by getting some early down stops um, more than you might expect. So they're, they're going to have to really be in that bag and it might take some learning and adjustments. So I'm going to say in the first half they're they're going to get close to that line. Wow. All right. Yeah. I think they'll hit the over as well. 
Um, I think it'll be a close game all the way through. So it's not like the Browns are going to need to put their foot on the gas with the passing offense. So I think that I think Chubb and Hunt will be getting carries well into the fourth quarter in a close game. Um, other side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey, his rushing plus receiving yards total is set at 119 and a half, which is astronomical. Um, he's had six straight home games over 100 scrimmage yards, if that leans you in one way or the other. So over under 119 and a half rushing and receiving yards for Christian McCaffrey. That's a tough one. It's a lot. I'm going to I'm going to say that any other game this season the way he's healthy, I would probably a gut lean towards the over at first. Uh, I'm going to say they take him a little slow this week and he hits the under, but it looks good with it. I'm going to do the opposite on this one. I think he'll go over that similar vein to what you're thinking, but opposite thinking, I guess, is that it is week one and this is the healthiest he will be. So I think they're going to ride him. I think they're going to feed him the ball um, again early and often. I think he'll he'll bust off the big player too. I mean, he's always liable to take uh, like a swing pass 50, 60 yards to the house. So I'll take the over on McCaffrey's total. Uh, let's go a little bit deeper down the roster for receiving yards. Uh, this one is a little bit up our alley. Tommy Tremble over under 15 and a half receiving yards. Week one, you're going to give everyone a chance to get theirs and prove they deserve more touches later. I'm going to say over because he probably just needs two catches to do that. And I think they'll target him three to four times this week. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on that because I think the Panthers tight ends are trash. Even though I keep talking about how I want to watch them, I just don't think they're good. Uh, DJ Moore, 59 and a half. Over under. I'll take the over. I think they're going to be playing from behind and I think they're going to feed him the ball so they can't. The only thing that might stop that is the fact that Denzel Ward, uh, anytime he's lined up across from him, is going to be one of the toughest matchups they'll have this season. I agree. I do think he'll go over, but I think they'll move him around enough to where the Denzel Ward matchup won't really affect him as much as it could. All right, let's get to the game lines. Uh, The Panthers opened up at plus four um, real long time ago when the lines came out. When Jacoby Brissett was named the starter, the Panthers then moved to minus one and a half. It is now a pick'em. So there's no spread. Pick'em. Pick your winner, Browns or Panthers. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go, if I were, with my not gambling advice, uh, I would, I would go Panthers. I, I feel good about the, uh, it being a competitive game. I think it'll be a slog and I think the Panthers are set up for more avenues for winning. I think the Browns have one out and that's run the ball down the Panthers throat. Uh, and the Panthers could conceivably keep up. And they could also play with a faster pace than the Browns might. Um, so if I were betting on the pick'em, I would I would go Panthers. I agree, uh, and not because I'm a Panthers homer. I am a Panthers homer. I will own that and wear that, and that's perfectly fine. And I've given plenty of takes that will make you know that. But I just think the Panthers roster is comparable to the Browns. They're probably a little bit worse. But I do think they have a pretty big advantage at the most important position, which is quarterback. So I will take the Panthers. Uh, the over-under is set at 42. You're going over or under that? I'm going under. I think this is going to be like a teens scoring game for both teams. Yep. Yeah. So give me – I also agree with the under. What's your score prediction? 
Uh, let's go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say seventeen to thirteen Panthers. Hmm. I was gonna say nineteen seventeen Panthers. Which would yeah? Yeah, I don't know if I feel good about thirteen. I feel like Chubb is prime for a couple, uh, or at least Chubb and Hunt one each. So maybe something closer to that nineteen seventeen type of line. I think that that's a number I feel better about. Yeah, if you look at any time touchdown scoring props, Christian McCaffrey is minus one fifteen. So Vegas thinks that it is more likely than not that McCaffrey scores a touchdown, uh, and then Chubb is plus one hundred, which is basically even odds. So likely that one, if not both, of those guys get in the end zone. So that's all we got for the Panthers. Um, Ian, man, I'm, I cannot wait to watch them play on Sunday. Uh, I think it, like we're kind of talking about it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be humid. It's going to be rainy. Uh, it doesn't matter. But it's Panther football, and I cannot wait to watch it. There's obviously a lot of other action around the league. So I'm going to give you just a couple of lines and see what you think about some of the other big games on the docket this week. And if I forget any and you want to throw one or two back at me, would love to do that. Uh, I think the one o'clock slate, let's say in our division, the Saints are five and a half point favorites on the road against Atlanta. What do you got on that one? Uh, I really like the Saints roster this year. I'm, I'm a big fan of them. I'd take them uh, minus five and a half against the Falcons this week. And uh, they're my dark horse to get an unnecessarily high seed in the playoffs this year. Man, I am just. I've heard a lot of this with the Saints recently, and I'm just not on board. I just don't think Dennis Allen is a good is going to be a good head coach. I don't think Jameis Winston is a winning quarterback. They traded their. Go ahead. I would be a lot more worried about Dennis Allen if they hadn't had the same offensive coordinator since 2009. Um, that they have a they have a system in place. Granted, it's mostly with Drew Brees, uh, but. They they were over 500 last year with Trevor Simeon and Ian Book at quarterback. Like there, yeah. there's absolutely no way to go anywhere except up. And I think if you exclude the quarterback position, they might have the best roster in football, though, or at least the most complete. They they have a deep and talented team. The offensive line is a little more suspect than it usually is, um, but they still have Ramchick and all those other guys. And I I think that's a team that's. Uh, a strong contender with all the Bucks injuries and retirements and stuff for twelve, uh, a really ugly 12 or 13 wins in division title. Man, who that Ian over here? I had, I had no idea. That was blasphemous. Yeah. That, forget <laughs> that men in black erase your memory. Um, all right. Yeah. I'm also taking the Saints minus five and a half in that game. I am not as bullish in the Saints as you are, but I think they win easily in Atlanta. Um, Steelers at the Bengals. Bengals are six and a half point favorites. That's a gross line. I don't, I, that's a line that I would actively avoid if I was betting. Um, but I will say, who's home team? The Bengals? The Bengals, yeah. They're minus six and a half at home. Uh, I'm going to say Super Bowl hangover is something Joe Burrow wouldn't let happen, at least for a few more weeks. Uh, so I'm going to say Bengals come on strong and they hold the line. That's fair. I agree. One of my just like life tenants is never to bet on Mitch Trubisky playing quarterback for a team. So take the Bengals minus six and a half as well. Uh, Packers at the Vikings. Packers are one and a half point favorites on the road in Minnesota. I'm taking the Vikings and the Vikings are another team that I think might usurp the maybe obvious division favorite this year. Uh, 
And that's purely just a gut call about what O'Connell might bring to the team. Um, but I, I'm going to take the Vikings to put the Packers on watch week one and m- maybe clear that game pretty easily. Hmm. I am bullish on the Vikings as a whole, but I'm going to take the Packers in that game. Just I, I like Aaron Rodgers playing against Minnesota. That's about that. Even though week one, Aaron Rodgers... Who do you think is going to catch the ball this week? We're going to see Dobbs and Watson with no Lazard this week? Uh, it's week one. So Sammy Watkins is primed for 150 yards and three touchdowns. You're, oh, well, how could I forget? <laughs> he will be everybody's hot waiver pickup in fantasy and then dropped by week four. Um, all right, two more. Uh, let's do quickly three more. Chiefs minus six at Arizona. Uh, I will take the Chiefs. I think Same. the Cardinals did not restock the defensive covered enough enough this season. Yeah, and the Cardinals have A.J. Green starting at wide receiver because they are so injured and their best player is suspended. So give me the Cardinals. Uh, sorry, give me the Chiefs minus six. Uh, Sue Raiders at Chargers. Chargers are three-point favorites. Uh, I, I, the Chargers are my pick to lose in the AFC Championship game and win the division this year. But I, I feel kind of excited about the Raiders maybe coming out week one and Devontae Adams and Derek Carr looking a little fun. I don't think they're the better team, but I think they'd take it this week. So give me the Raiders. I am old enough to remember the Josh McDaniels experience in Denver, and I'm not a fan of the Raiders this year, so give me the Chargers minus three. Herbert starts his MVP run in week one. Uh, Last one, do Buccaneers at Cowboys. Got to talk about the other team in the division. Buccaneers are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Dallas. Um, uh, Give me the Buccaneers for sure. Uh, The Cowboys are starting – the ghost of Jason Peters at right tackle. Um, and it's it's going to be a little gross without Tyron Smith. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about the fantasy numbers for some of those players this year. I am not excited about their on-field performance incoming. Hmm. This is a rematch of week one last year. I think Dak is going to beat the Kirk Cousins allegations in week one uh, and give me the Cowboys plus two and a half at home. Uh, that's all we got. Ian, it is... 8.13 on a Thursday evening, and in seven minutes, there's an NFL game kicking off. That, that, that's very exciting. I can't wait to go kick my wife out of the living room. Sweet. Hey, thanks for listening. We will be back on Sunday evening to recap everything that happened on the field at Bank of America Stadium on Sunday. Um, can't wait to talk about it. See ya. See ya.